and Zimbabwe, like uh, uh, many other countries in the world, continues the fight against uh, COVID-19, the pandemic. And currently, as, as a nation, we are under lockdown as we try to, to, to fight uh, these, uh, this rise in cases in our nation. And uh, this uh, very edition uh, of the Morning Grill, I'm joined by Honorable uh, Professor Amon Murira, uh, who is uh, the, the, the current chairman of, uh, of the COVID task force in our nation, as well as the Minister of Higher and Tertiary Education. Honorable Professor, such a pleasure to have you right here on uh, Classic 263, actually also simulcasting on Power FM Zimbabwe. Good morning, Prof. Good morning, Professor. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Tafara. Mm-hmm. Such a pleasure. Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm, 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 I'm awesome, Professor. I hope you are well too and keeping safe. Yes, uh, keeping safe to the best of our ability. Awesome. Uh, I was saying earlier on that such a pleasure to have you right here on the program, uh, The Morning Grill on Classic 263 and also simulcasting on Power FM Zimbabwe. And as as a nation, uh, Professor, uh, like uh, many other nations in the world, we continue uh, to fight against this very pandemic, COVID-19. And this is the second wave and another lockdown now on our nation. Zimbabwe. Maybe just for us, uh, for you first, to just give us the outlook or how things are looking like in our nation in terms of uh, fighting this very pandemic. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Tafara. Um, we are faced with a pandemic. Uh-huh. And so far, Zimbabwe, according to the Minister of Health and Child Care, has got 17,194 cases. We know that 11,813 have recovered, but we have 418 deaths. This is huge. So basically, we as a country, uh, His Excellency the President, when he declared a, a lockdown in March last year, we went on a very bold uh, path of making sure that we fight this virus. We have done very well. However, uh, from December around the holidays, uh, things are not looking good. Um, we are faced with yet another wave, and this wave uh, is appearing to be more virulent. And um, so far, we have lost 418 Zimbabwean lives. And the issue basically now is that we are responding by imposing another lockdown. The main purpose behind the lockdown is to make sure that the virus doesn't circulate and to make sure that we deny it our victims. Uh, And um, I believe yesterday you can see that Zimbabweans have united again to fight against this pandemic and everybody, most of the Zimbabweans, a lot of them, a huge percentage, are seeing the wisdom behind the lockdown and they are following uh, that lockdown and we are thankful uh, to that kind of attitude. Zimbabwe is known for its high level of education and we believe it will contribute towards fighting this pandemic because this is a knowledge fight. And also uh, for the benefit of our listeners to keep on conscientizing them uh, of this very lockdown, maybe uh, what this lockdown entails and what uh, the, the, the level four enshrines. 
in actual fact, what we are basically saying is that uh, there are a lot of services that are shut down, except what we call essential services. The supermarkets will be open, but of course, some be open to restrictions from eight to three. Uh, pharmacies, of course, will, will be open, and hospitals will be open, and other services that are designated to be uh, essential. But at the same time, we have scaled down the civil service to 30% who are supposed to be at work, and everybody who has nothing to do with should stay at home. Basically, we are not saying nothing to do in total. We are basically saying those who don't need to be out, who are not authorized to be out, are safer at home. Our system um, is preventative. We are mainly working on the preventative line. As you know, there is no cure for COVID-19. And we are saying all the rules that include sanitize, temperature check, social distancing should be maintained. And we must make sure that everything is done according to the Ministry of Health and Child Care Standards as they are also reflecting the World Health Organization standards. So the issue is we have to be in a fighting mood. It's a fight against an invisible enemy. It's a fight against a virus. It might not seem obvious because you don't see it in the air, but surely you see people dying. And this is what we are saying. The lockdown, the police are on the lookout just for those um, uh, people who are supposed to be at home and are not at home. Basically, in normal circumstances, you would know that there is no need uh, for the for us to expect the police to tell us to put on our masks, to wash our hands and so forth, we should be able to do that. However, the police is always there to look for deviant behavior and maintain peace and order. But the issue is, in this circumstance, Zimbabweans, we have to know that we are faced with this issue and that this issue is not a policing issue. It's not a security personnel issue. It's a national issue. And it's fought with knowledge, it's fought with procedures, and I expect that. Mm -hmm. Honorable Professor, this is uh, the second wave, and as you also mentioned earlier on, uh, seems more deadlier. Now, any lessons learned uh, from maybe the, the first lockdown and the first wave, the shortfalls, uh, which we would uh, try and rectify as we move forward? Uh, Apara, we, I, I had um, my connection at one. All right. So, uh, I, I can hear you now, Professor. I was saying now this is the second wave uh, of this uh, very virus, which you also mentioned earlier on that seems more deadlier. Now, any lessons learned uh, from the first lockdown with the first wave and shortfalls, which we need to rectify as we move forward? In the first uh, lockdown, we achieved a lot. As a country, we were able to contain the numbers. As a country, we were also able to prepare um, our bed availability, our ICU availability. We were able to start making sanitizers ourselves. We were able to curtail the import bill. We were able to make masks. We were able to 
basically be able to learn more about how this disease can be prevented. And so far, we had done well as a country, but we should not lay back and relax. This is time for another bigger fight. Basically, we tended to be relaxing a lot towards the end of the year. And I believe that this relaxation towards the end of the year uh, and also during Christmas, our people, although the rules were still in force, we were not really following religiously uh, the preventative measures for COVID-19. And I believe the big lesson is never close your eyes, never let off your guard, just look at this thing, it's still there, it's still alive, and we have to be um, on the lookout. We have to be more vigilant this time because we are having different variants that are affecting the world, and we really would not want any further tragedies of things that we can prevent so easily. Uh-huh. All right. And the other word uh, is uh, on vaccines, uh, Honorable Minister, and uh, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, a number of, 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 of uh, let me say, the, the European countries actually saying that uh, they will be receiving these very vaccines. Also, one of the issues was the concern whether these vaccines will have an impact, especially on these uh, new virus, uh, considering the, the, especially in the nation South Africa. As a nation Zimbabwe, are we in line uh, with these uh, vaccines uh, as well? You know, the most important thing, Tafara, uh-huh. is prevention. As far as we know, there is not yet any cure for this virus, for this infection. We don't want to, to positive talk on the medicine front. Research is still going on. But there are certain things that we can do so that we don't go to hospital. We also know that... Um, Yes, a lot of science is happening um, in terms of uh, vaccine uh, research. Uh, some vaccines have been approved in those countries, but we must know that this virus is variant. It mutates. So we are not, although science is working very hard on this front, we are not yet there. And as you can see, even in those countries where they say they have a vaccine, Deaths are happening. They are happening even higher than most of the countries. So all what I'm trying to say is that while scientists are working on a solution, at this moment, we don't have a comprehensive solution. Even the vaccines that are being talked about, we talk about 80% um, uh, effectiveness, 90% effectiveness. All what we are saying is that why do we go to hospital when we can prevent it? So the issue is, while science is working very hard on the issue of the vaccine, and while we trust science, because science will make us get out of this crisis, but we are not yet there. So the discussion this time beyond the preventative measures that have been given and the guidelines that have been given by the Minister of Health and Child Care under the direction of His Excellency the President, Dr. Edim Nangawa. So the issue is basically let's focus on the basic things that we can do. And these basic things basically means social distancing, um, sanitization, masks, and staying at home. Yes.
All right. 27 minutes before the hour, 8 o'clock, the time right here uh, on our Classic 263, the program, The Morning Grill. And I'm joined by Honorable Professor Amon Rira, who's the chairman uh, of the COVID Ministerial Task Force, as well as the Minister of Higher and Tertiary Education. Do remember that this is a very much interactive program. Uh, you can come through with your questions and contributions on my WhatsApp platform 0719498651 with your questions and contributions if you want to call into the studio 0242 or 0242-498-651 or 0242-498-631 the numbers for you to dial to be part of this very discussion as I'm joined by the Honorable Minister via Zoom as we are also taking the right precautions as we fight this very pandemic. Yes, uh, Honourable, coming back to you, uh, Honourable Professor, a number of questions are coming through uh, coming through my WhatsApp platform. But before we turn uh, to those uh, contributions, maybe one thing uh, also is that uh, COVID-19, as you also mentioned earlier on, that uh, a cure is not, hasn't been found, but we need to do those little things uh, to fight uh, this uh, very uh, pandemic. Maybe uh, one of the strategies uh, in place uh, as a nation as we move forward, also taking into issue the issues of digitalization and the tech side as we go. That's correct. Um, we have to minimize uh, meetings that are face-to-face. -face. And uh, IT has helped us to be able to, to overcome the meetings barrier. And as we speak right now, we are on the Zoom platform. And I want to congratulate um, uh, the, the Classic 263 for uh, this kind of uh, innovation. This is the ex an example of what we must do as a nation to the extent that when you look at even the higher tertiary education sector we are encouraging online the civil service at this moment has been ordered to minimize face-to-face -face and go online even our COVID-19 uh, task force meetings we have said we are going to go online and be able to discuss online this basically encourages stay at home while working and we believe that if it is not necessary to to do be face to face, surely it should be possible to go ICT to go online and still conduct the the business, private business, commercial business, government business can actually happen online. And we are saying as we move forward, this is also changing the way we do business, and we appreciate that this way of doing business is much safer in many ways. Mm -hmm. Honorable Professor, this one comes through my WhatsApp platform and says, I do very much agree with the professor that prevention is the way to go and each and everyone should play his part. But my question is, uh, as a nation, in the event that we have uh, people who uh, who succumb to this very uh, virus, are we prepared uh, to help them and also uh, make them uh, recover from this very virus? Hey, th thank you very much. Um, thank you very much um, the, for the from the honourable listener for for that um, observation. Yes, as you could see, I've been talking about almost twelve thousand recoveries. These recoveries are happening because one, some of them just naturally happening in terms of uh, people being given advice 
on what to do. But most of uh, the work is being done by our fantastic doctors, is being done by our fantastic nurses, our fantastic health workers are coming to grips with how to combat this pandemic. And so far, as you can see, our recovery rate is above 80%. But you know what? We should not only depend on statistics, because a person is not a statistic. A person is a brother, is a grandmother, is a father, is a nephew, is a niece. So we should basically come to zero infections. However, when it's unfortunate that somebody gets infected, our health personnel have been working very hard to the extent that given the knowledge and given the management techniques that they are using, we are able to achieve more than 80% recovery rate. So in case people get infected, we have set up systems to make sure that we are able to do this. It's not perfect, but we have worked very hard and we are passionate about saving the lives of the Zimbabweans. But the best thing is never to overload our systems by careless behavior. All right, let me just take uh, some of the contributions as well coming through my WhatsApp platform, uh, Honorable Minister. This one says that the term second wave in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic means strengthening of the pandemic as a result of having been lax in taking measures to stop the scourge uh, in its tracks. Oh, it's an actual variant of the virus different from the original one uh, that was ravaging the population. And that is coming uh, from Noah Sibanda uh, in a Blawayo. Uh, this one says, to what extent, uh, uh, coming from uh, to what extent are we affected by the new COVID-19 variant? Uh, Team Como, uh, almost so si- also similar, almost similar to uh, to the earlier one. Let me take this one. Uh, also, I believe could be in your jurisdiction uh, as the Minister of Higher and Tertiary Education. This one says, he agreed, Minister, uh, we are at a war and uh, like uh, a war zone, we should take all the precautions. Uh, but in terms of education, uh, we will be able to jump back as a nation. Um, thank you very much uh, for those uh, questions um, and the appreciation that we are at war. And it's very important to know that we are at war. We are only at war against the virus. And viruses are some of the most dangerous um, uh, living things on Earth. Now, in terms of the variants, uh, we are in the process at this moment of doing gene sequencing. Uh, to actually find out the variety of variants that we have. But suffice to say, whatever variant it is, the same preventative measures apply. It means we are able, we must be able to defeat any variant using the same methods. And uh, But in fact, science is going on right now to make sure that we are able to characterize the variants that we have. As you know, characterization of the variants is important when it comes to the development of vaccines. It helps science to be able to then uh, develop vaccines for fighting this virus. So while we are doing gene sequencing, we can still do the basic things, social distancing, sanitization, um, avoidance of unnecessary movements, uh, temperature checks wherever we are, and making sure that we stay at home. On the issue of um, education, 
uh, they are, we cannot say we jumping back. We are not jumping back. We are jumping forward. What is happening now is that um, our e-learning capability has been improving as the pandemic was going on. We have been able to develop systems, for example, in higher education, we have been able to develop online systems at different universities with different challenges of connectivity. But as we have challenges, we cannot stop. We have to continue going because we cannot stop going a very good journey because there have been a thorn in the foot. On the in the foot, we will take out the thorn and we'll go ahead. So, in actual fact, the way we are going to deliver our education is going to is changed forever. Is going to change forever. Now we are testing systems that are in terms of blended learning, where online is combined with face-to-face, -face, and face-to-face -face is complemented with the issues of practicals and so forth and so on. So our education is going to leapfrog um, rather than go back. We, I don't see a situation whereby this country is going to go back to exact traditional learning where online is not going to be part of it. In actual fact, online is going to be a huge chunk of the way we are going to learn. Um, at the same time, you know that in terms of primary and secondary education, because of the sheer numbers, about four, over 4 million learners, it might be difficult to talk like, like what I'm talking right now about online. So we are um, also doing blended learning, but also knowing that we are dealing with huge numbers. Improvements are going to happen, but at the same time, we have gone to the extent that those examination classes are resuming so that we can finish off the examination that were not finished off in November. So a lot of adjustments are happening just to make sure that we are not defeated. We are a strong people. We are Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe by nature means strength. And Zimbabwe by the way means granite. So in English and in geomorphological terms. So we are a very strong country. And when we strengthen our belief and when we strengthen our resolve, and when we know the greatness from which we are coming, we will be able to overcome. Mm -hmm. 17. Uh, 17 minutes before the hour, 8 o'clock, uh, the time right here on a Classic 2-6 with the program, The Morning Grill, as I'm joined by Honorable Professor Muriwara as we look uh, into this uh, fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Do remember for your contributions, 0719-498-651, if you want to go into the studio, 0242-498-651 or 498-631. But for now, let's just take a short commercial break. We'll be back right after this. The Grill is Classic 263's radio flagship program that broadcasts weekday between 0715 hours and 0800 hours. In terms of uh, policy and the consistency in the economic sphere that uh, Zimbabwe finds itself in, is this the best move? Yeah, it's part of a plan. The Grill interrogates issues, questions decisions, and influences policy. 45 minutes of interactive and captivating conversations. Today's Morning Grill was brought to you by Childline. To capture the audience that matters, sponsor and advertise on the grill. For more information, contact the station manager, Mr. Terence Mapurisana, on 0240-498-713 or 0712-861-622 to book your spot now. 
minutes before the hour eight o'clock and yes welcome back to the morning grill as i am joined by honorable uh minister and professor amon murida as we discuss uh, the fight against the pandemic covid 19 a number of calls coming in uh professor let me just take uh these calls right here uh good morning you're live on eh? morning. yes your contribution sir coming through professor i hope you could uh, hear him well i i think i i, I got um, thank you very much uh, for that um, contribution um, uh, i think it's very important that uh, to emphasize what he is saying to say let's not jump borders 
because that's where we take the virus, wherever it is. When we don't have controlled movement, we are likely to cause an uncontrollable pandemic. And I completely agree with that issue that please let's just know we are fighting this. It is a collective. It's not um, whether it is in South Africa, whether it is in Mozambique, it's a world pandemic. What basically it means is that we should by all means make sure that we do all things necessary, especially avoiding jumping borders where no controls happen and later you, we have no one to blame when we do that. But it's not again about blaming, it's about people dying, it's not about statistics. So let's just prevent those things from happening. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, Prof, let me just uh, take uh, quite a number of contributions here as we are quickly running out of time and maybe you could uh, try also and, um, and, and, and and reply to them. This one says, good morning. My question to the professor uh, is, uh, what is the plan about assisting those that are not formally employed and generally rely on vending uh, for survival? Uh, such people live on uh, hand uh, to mouth and uh, is there a plan uh, for a food relief that is coming from Brian Sibanda uh, in Arara? This one says, uh, thank you very much, Prof, I totally agree with you, but my worry is how are fake certificates of COVID testing are finding their way in our nation? Let me take one more. This one says, yes, Professor, we agree with you, but we knew with the coming in of people during this festive season will be a cause for concern. Why were we not more vigilant at the borders so that we make sure the virus does not spread in our nation? Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much, um, I think, for the contributions and questions. In terms of uh, the people that are not employed, you would know that uh, the Department of Social Welfare has been going on a spree for registering people that need to go on the social welfare list, and they have been transferring cash uh, to those uh, recipients. And it's an ongoing process because, as you know, we are a country, we are a nation. And a nation is, um, in actual fact, the state of the nation is uh, measured by how they attend to their disadvantaged people. And to this extent, His Excellency the President has asked the Department of Social Welfare to make sure that they have registered those people that are in need so that they can be helped through the taxpayer. But as you know, uh, all money comes from industry. It comes from people that pay tax. And the taxpayer of Zimbabwe is bearing the burden and to make sure that their fellow citizens can actually uh, survive from that uh, point of view in terms of their provision. So the Department of Social Welfare there is doing its best. So people must register with the Department of Social Welfare and make sure that they are catered uh, for. But as you know, our main focus is on making sure that people are catered for and at the same time, we prevent the spread of the virus uh, to the best of our ability because it's about life. Then on the issue of um, fake certificates, we are in the process of, we have actually been using um, uh, measurement of uh, the, 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 
the fakeness or non-fakeness of, 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 of the COVID-19 certificates using QR codes. We are working very hard on it. But as you know, we can only reduce, because certain times there are people that are corrupt, and we are also knowing that they can be corrupt officials at our borders, and we have been swooping on them. You must have had reports of some officers who were arrested by the Zimbabwe Anti-Corruption Commission. We work very hard on that, but it's a collective. It's very important to know that it's a collective. Why would people receive people at their home that they know are infected and that they know they have infected certificates? So I want to emphasize the fact that there is no person called government there and citizen there. The citizen and government are the same. And the issue is to make sure that as a collective, as a nation, we are able to fight uh, this pandemic by truthfulness. Truthfulness is very important in everything that we do. Sincerity is very important in everything that we do. Yes, we know that most of the transmissions that have been happening in this country are mainly attributed also to local transmissions. So it's very important to note that it's not only about people who came through from the borders. It is mainly local, local transmissions. We got a bit relaxed as a nation and we should just reverse that trend and go on a sustainable path. Um, so we are vigilant and we should always be vigilant. Um, we might have relaxed and as a nation, as a nation, we must take responsibility. That's why we are now saying another lockdown so that we take full responsibility and make sure that this nation moves forward as a healthy nation but with collective responsibility. Uh -huh. All right, so let me just take this caller right here. Yes, good morning, Eleven. Eh? Hello. Yes, your contribution or question, sir. Yes, uh, my contribution is uh, we we know very well where the virus was coming from. And uh, our borders were for us. We don't have a war in this country. Our armies should have gone to the borders and then try to guard the Limpopo area from South Africa, the border, so that we don't have most of these cross borders, and we knew that. We should have done that, other than putting more lockdowns and like That was the first thing we should have done, to close our borders there, the army going there, checking our security so that we don't have all these people coming in. Because that was the epicenter of the virus. Thank you. All right. Thank you for that uh, contribution, Prof, that contribution coming there. But I also do believe now we need uh, to face forward and fight this very pandemic. Before you also uh, out uh, your, your, your sentiments on that contribution, just one contribution also coming through my WhatsApp platform here is agreed. Uh, economically, we are not in a good space as a nation. But my question to the professor is, as a nation, uh, would we consider or have it uh, in our pipelines uh, that one day I will test uh, COVID-19 for free? Professor. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. On the issue of uh, guarding our borders, it is very important. It is a valid point mm -hmm. that we should increase our surveillance. We should make sure that our borders um, they are guarded. But at the same time, 
we know that we cannot prevent Zimbabwean residents and citizens by constitution from coming to their country. We can't do that. However, irregular movements, we have to tighten um, as we go forward our borders in terms of irregular and illegal uh, movements. While we, because in actual fact, admitting that uh, there have been a lot of, uh, there might have been a lot of illegal crossings, we take that to coin our strategy for the future so that as we move forward, we are able to uh, continue improving on how we prevent our disease. Lest we are locked in an idea of why didn't we do this, why didn't we do that, why didn't we do that, why didn't we do that. It's very important to know that we might not have done certain things like that, like that, but that knowledge helps us to coin better strategies for the future. So I take it to mean that we should always improve, and I agree that we should always improve, but the issue is it's a national collective. The issue also is if a person would have jumped the border, why would a family agree to be with that person in the house so that's why I say, as a nation, we must have collective responsibility for collective defense and security of us as a nation. We can't be told to put on a mask. Surely with our literacy of over 97%, we must know that we must put on our mask. While our security forces are doing their best, and we applaud them for always doing their best, we should complement them by good behavior. On the other hand, in terms of testing, we know very well that uh, when you go to government installations, uh, we, um, we do not uh, pay for tests. However, we have got limited capability. That's why the private sector has come through for those ones who can afford to go there. But yes, as we go into the future, and as we ramp up our science and technology capability, which we are basically ramping up because we have no choice, we have to ramp up our science and technology and the innovation capability. I am sure that we will be able to make sure that we are able to test people, most people, or all the people for free as we begin to have our national capability to do so. But as you know, COVID-19 came and it's coming with its big lessons. And one of the big lessons is basically to say we have to up our game scientifically, technologically, as well as socially, to know that when we say lockdown, it's not a move to curtail people's freedoms. It's a move to preserve life. And life is Zimbabwe. When we say Zimbabwe, we're talking about living people that are in Zimbabwe. If we are all dead, maybe the next person who come will never call it Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is us, and we are here to safeguard Zimbabwe, which means the lives of the people of Zimbabwe and the heritage that we have. So the, after all, the whole thing lies with our responsibility, collective responsibility for collective security as a country. Hamas, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Professor, for joining me right here on uh, Classic 263, the program, the morning group. I'm sure we'll continue to get in touch as the fight continues again as this pandemic. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it and I really appreciate the contributions that the nation is making and I really appreciate the collective uh, action that we are taking to prevent the spread of this virus.
Indeed, this has been the Money Grill on a Wednesday. The program is back again tomorrow, same time, same place. Uh, do check your time with my ETs exactly 8 o'clock. We check in with the news. It's the news read by Jerome Peresu. Government has reduced its workforce as the 30-day national lockdown continues with line ministries being mandated to issue exemption letters to companies in the respective industries. This was said by the Acting Minister of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting Services, Dr. Jennifer 